All right, so for regular listeners, you might notice this one's a little bit different. Because it is. This is normally the bit. We normally start the podcast by unintentionally offending some people, most recently key workers. That's been fun. <laughs> I did that one. Uh, and uh, before that, coronavirus generally. You did so, a lot of coronavirus jags early doors, didn't you? Yeah, they used to be funny. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> so uh, we would normally do that. Today, we're just going to go straight in. We are back where we started, Jeff. This is the spiritual home <laughs> of Wet and Dry Podcast. So, are... so when we did our first episode, we were sat not more than t- two metres away from where we're sat now. Uh, I believe we have a guest, very special guest, the first person ever to make two appearances on the podcast. <laughs> I feel like if he gets another one, we have to get him a hat-trick ball. As our most capped guest. As our most capped guest, who, who last time served as nachos, but this time is sitting with us. So, Chris, the landlord of the Rose and Crown, our spiritual home, we're back. We're in your pub garden, social distancing. I, I feel like you skipped over that for just a second there, Matt. We're in a pub. <laughs> no, last night, I, last night I couldn't sleep. Even though the pub's shut, I'm drinking coffee. We're, just, we came, we're in a pub. We're in the pub garden. It's brilliant. So thanks for having us, Chris. Thank <laughs> you for having us back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as much as it's a delight for us to be back here, how is it for you to have people sort of back in the pub? It's nice to see people's faces, for sure. <laughs> people who've been uh, walking past and obviously keeping an eye on what th- things that, what, what's been going on with, inside the pub. Um, and, yeah, it's just been nice to say hello to a load of regulars who'd be, who'd be very keen to come down and grab some beers and pizzas <laughs> and take them away. So, yeah, really good. How's it been? So you opened you opened two days, two three days ago. Yeah, just on mid- midweek. So midweek. Wednesday we. Opened. And how how's the response been? People are just very excited. I, I think it's it's also just a good sign for people, isn't it? That things are moving in the right direction. It's you been know? a normality coming back, even if you can't sure. come in. It's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> but they're definitely looking in, going. I want I want to be inside though now. You know, they're waiting for the next step for sure. That's the one thing I've I've noticed. Yeah, so I love pubs, I'm, I, and I don't really like sitting outside, even when it's sunny. I'm an inside pub man even on the hottest day so I went to one of common I think they all thought were serving some drinks there and we had yeah. some drinks on the common and it was nice to have a pool pie but I didn't like it I still didn't <laughs> like it I, I felt like I was a student sitting on the grass that's not what I do I want to be in the darkest part of the pub <laughs> away from sunlight drinking maybe talking to some old fellow who's been here for for 20 years that's what I needed so it's getting close to being back, but it's not quite there yet. Somewhere in there I heard an omission that it's not about the booze, it's about the pub. For me a lot, it's about the pub. It's about the pub. A good pub is so hard to find. This is why this is so brilliant. This pub's got it perfectly. And it's hard, you can't recreate that anywhere. You cannot recreate the, the feeling of a pub, no matter how hard you try. And believe me, I've tried over these last <laughs> few months. So let's rewind. It's a couple of months since you last came on the podcast. Yeah. And we were chatting to you. You were sat upstairs in your office. We were all on Zoom. And, I mean, it was pretty grim. No end in sight. No one knew how long it was going to last. How's the last couple of months been? It's been a bit frustrating, to be honest with you. Especially, with, with, I mean... It's been lovely to see the, the really nice weather that everyone's been getting and the common's been really busy and I think there's definitely some positives come out of it but obviously from the pub's perspective this is normally our busiest time of the year as well. We've got, yeah. when you think about the sports seasons and things like that coming to a close, the Six Nations never quite finished and things you'd like that. You'd have had the Euros the, coming up, Euros starting coming now, up, you'd have been yeah. busy every, all day, every day, wouldn't it? And 100%. Olympics. I mean, this was going to be an epic sporting summer as well. Quite a few of the pubs were open 
a few weeks ago. You've only been open for the last couple of days. So what's going through your heads as you're seeing things like the wheat sheaf down the road turn themselves into a deli and and similarly in Ballum? What were the options for you here? Um, Well, the options were we're we're part of a, a bigger chain, so there's 10 pubs within the chain, so a lot of decisions are made as a whole uh, looking at, at bringing people off a of furlough and obviously we n- we're not opening up making anything like the same profit as we yeah. as we were before even the things we're, we're, we're selling we're selling for much cheaper than we are so it's, it's about making the balance right and not just calculating it properly so we're not bringing people off a of furlough at the wrong time and potentially costing the business more and obviously hearing things from the government as well so we were a little bit slow, I will admit that. We were a little bit slow on opening up. What have been the restrictions on you? Because, you know, obviously you can't have people sitting in the garden. I take it you're allowed takeaway. Are there quite strict restrictions on what you can and can't do at the moment? Yes, there are. We are allowed basically two people inside the building at one time. So we've got a sort of queue system where you walk in from outside. So obviously the queue's got to go from the outside uh, coming in. And then, yeah, we it's it's about a throughway, and then it is takeaway because obviously people get the beers and then they just want to sit stand outside <laughs> the pub. So we're having to unfortunately move people on from there because See, it, is, thought, it is a takeaway thing. I would have thought that's the hardest thing. So, yeah, so yeah, once yeah. you've got it, you're outside. You think, well, if I stand outside, it feels normal. Of course, it, it of course. feels like I'm actually just <laughs> popped outside, but you can't. They've got to go. Yeah, you've got no. your nice yellow benches there as well. They're so tempting. Surely <laughs> we've taken them in now. We've <laughs> taken them in because because of this. Yeah, unfortunately, the good thing is we've got the common across the road from us. Yeah, so you know, people addition. can go over there. And when the weather was nice. It, obviously there's lots of people on there I do when when I looked at it most of it was social distance as well and there was a bit of a festival feel about the place really wasn't it does feel like a festival on the common (laughs) were you around on the bank holiday Monday when it was it was lovely and sunny that day but the common was absolutely packed there wasn't a spare piece of grass I think that's the day when I was walking around thinking Oh my God, if the Rose and Crown was open today, you'd, the queue would be back to the other side of the common for takeaway beers, wouldn't it? It would have been, yeah, 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 for sure. The good thing well, is. Rub like, it into him, <laughs> yeah? I mean, you, I mean, you don't open no, no. up early for us, and you're rubbing it, your poor bloke's going well, no, to. I'm just trying try to get to what you must have been thinking for the last couple of months, because you must have been thinking the same thing. I was, yeah. And I, I, I did find it a frustrating couple of months for sure, but at least we're, we're back now. I know the weather's not been great this week, but hopefully we get some yeah. good weather next week. You know, we are open for trade now and things are moving in the right direction. What are you so. selling? What's it like getting beer? Is there an issue with getting beer? Um, not at the minute, because like I say, we're part of a, a bigger company, so everyone's got beer still in the cellars that we're just picking up from other um, sites, so we're not your, wasting it. What's on? What are you selling on? Are you do, you're doing on tap and you're doing bottles, are you? It's really, really basic. So we've got five drafts on. Uh, we've got a lager, got three ales, and we've got cider on. Then we're also doing cans of beer and wine, and that's that's the bar offering. And obviously, then the, the pizzas, pizzas on top of that, which is slightly reduced menu as well. But we do that side of the business is very important to us now because obviously the takeaway and the delivery sort of side of things yeah. really keeps us ticking over as well. Good pizzas too. They are good. Very pizzas. very good pizzas. <laughs> it's not a word I'd really come across until the last couple of weeks. But um, have you got any growlers? <laughs> I took, I took, it's a great come, name, isn't it? I come it? across it just not in that way. You know what? I, I said to my friend the other day, so uh, we went out on Friday and I, I took a couple of growlers home to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she washed them out and they're sitting privately on the side. There you go. You've got growlers in the kitchen. What more do you need? 
currently uh, we can top up growlers. Uh, we, we're not selling them at the minute, but if people want to bring one in, we're, we're topping them up. Um, what are you selling them in? We're doing the four pint milk carton thing. So can I make a those. point too? I think the four pint milk cartons keep the beer fresher than the growlers do. For yeah. some reason, I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because they're sealed. But that, I think it's a better pint coming out of an old that looks like you're holding a urine sample. <laughs> it does look like you're walking down with two four pints pockets of piss. I'll tell you what, it if does. anyone can get their hands on a milk float round here at the moment, you'd do good <laughs> trade, wouldn't you? You would. There is a conversation that has been going on with every person who goes to the pub over the last week to two weeks. Every time anyone meets up with my friends or other friends, the conversation will go to here. When do you think it's going back to normal? When are the pubs opening? None of us have got a clue. Do you have an idea? I'm sure you don't know definitely, but do you have, when are you working to? Do you have any idea at all? Word on the street is all Word on the street, okay. yeah. Word on the street is... Um, you want an exclusive. <laughs> we're, we're, we're hoping for an announcement on the 15th of June, mid-June, so... And we, if things are going in the right direction, as they seem to be now, then they're looking at, they're looking at July the 4th, and that's when we will be looking... That's, that's where we're aiming for at the minute, for and opening. Will, will that Which be... is our Gin-dependence day. <laughs> <laughs> will that be gardens, or will there be some sort of... Because I was watching a thing in I think Holland or, or was it Sweden it's one of them and, and they'd redone the bar and they'd you know they'd got screens up and you could only sit at a table and the, and the seats were put down into positions where they couldn't move you couldn't go to the bar but the pub was still pretty busy they only have a meter distance rule over there but people were in the bar drinking and they were all social distancing and no one was breaking that and it didn't seem you know all the windows were open it, it seemed would it be something like that or do you think it'd be something where you're gonna take a bit of outside space or can they give you a bit of common they should give you that I just feel like it, it, <laughs> it, it, it feels like it could end up like almost like voting booths at the bar so you know screens in between each person and then painted footsteps two meters behind so you've got an orderly queuing system there's no pushing your front to the bar anymore what what sort of alterations do you think you might have to make to the bar just to open again Okay, well, if you if you remember before we closed, we'd gone for a sort of in, in between stage, and we, we'd spaced the tables out a little bit more. There was no serving at the bar; it's all about table service. We were even looking into a situation where it might be booking out a table, but you get it for two hours, and then someone else takes the table on from there. It's, these were all ideas that are up in the air at the minute. And I think people will go with that too, because I think you know we want the pubs to be back so much that you know you're probably going to have to accept. I'm just going to book every table yeah, for two-hour period. Yeah, just, just, just be suspicious <laughs> if you have bookings under the name of Matt Penn, Matt Penno, Matt Pennington. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm just moving to that table now. <laughs> but, yeah, te- technology could be a big part of it as well. Weatherspoon's been doing an app for a while, but I think other pubs are starting to look into that where you can so order So you would order through, from, through, your table from, from your table. But essentially, because you, your pizza hatch here, you already have the little buzzers that go off when your pizza's ready and you go and pick them up. Essentially, it's that but for beer, isn't it? It's, it's a similar thing. This way we bring it to the table, though, and it's, it's, it's kind of the other way around, so I'll probably lose a few pounds doing it. <laughs> I read an, on, on Twitter there a landlord, a couple of landlords I follow, and one of them was saying that when he walks into his pub, because obviously he said it feels soulless when I walk in there, you know, a pub is meant to have people in it, and he kind of felt, his tweet was... I think he may have been drinking the night he sent it, but it felt almost, it almost made me cry in a way. He was talking about the soullessness of the pub and, you know, his was a family pub, but very like this, and he was used to laughing kids in it. And he went on this big Twitter thing. Have you felt kind of 
it's almost like an, an emptiness for a, for a building that should be, especially now, look at the weather, and it should be full of joy. Yeah. And it is full of joy here, you know, like you say, it's very family-centric as well, and goes into the night. Have you felt a kind of miss? <laughs> the thing about pubs that I, I kind of really like is, you know, so many things have happened in pubs, and it, it feels entwined in the building to a certain degree, you know, all these different jokes and laughs that have happened throughout the years, and the, the older the pub, the better for me when, yeah. when it comes down to that. And yeah, so when you, when you walk down and there's no tables or chairs all being pushed to the side, it's sad. It's definitely sad and having to just walk through. And obviously, I'm walking in and out the door and whenever anyone sees me walking out the door, like, oh, well, someone's in the pub. <laughs> so getting very excited by that. Although, if you had a, had a look in at one point, you would have definitely seen an, an obstacle course I set up for my daughter, <laughs> who absolutely loved it. So she, she's had a great little extra space. She doesn't want anyone coming back, does she? She's like, sorry, this is my... <laughs> Actually, she she is quite the opposite. She's very excited about the pub okay. opening up. So the, the house is open, so that's uh, she's excited about it as well. So that's good. And who's been in? Is it mostly regulars, faces you recognised, or you know the the just people local who were desperate for a drink? It's mainly regulars. It's mainly regulars. People who, who are local to the area and know us. Um, yeah, and that, that's what's been so nice, is having a quick catch-up. So you've got to sort of look at people and kind of work out who to wear again because now they've got <laughs> new facial hair and things like that. So. But that's the other thing, being a landlord, though. You're recognisable to everybody because we, you know, there's just one of you and you see about 500 of us and we all think you know us. Oh, he loves me. The landlord loves me. He serves me every time. The landlord doesn't even know who you are, but he pretends he does. That's the thing. So you would go, oh, yeah, mate, yeah, no idea who that is. I spent a lot of time just drawing pictures of people's faces just tried to put names to faces but then I realised my drawing is not actually that good so everyone started looking the same So thinking about this moving forward when do you think it will be back totally to normal? Someone said to me it may never I think it will be back to normal I think you know this thing whether it'll be a treatment my, my brother's professor in immunology and he said whether it's a treatment that gets it better whether it's a vaccine or whether the virus just has a natural life who knows what that'll be you know far above our pay station Christmas, what do you think, you know, we'll be back in partying like we did at normal, saying goodbye to this rubbish year, New Year? Can, can, you, can you see <laughs> it needs, that? It needs a send-off, doesn't it? Doesn't it, Um <laughs> I mean, we need to burn effigies of 2020 in the garden. <laughs> you know, it's just when I walked in here and everything's pushed to one side, the last time I saw that, two times I saw that, was you had the Halloween party for the kids. So, And I could just in my head see all those kids dancing around <laughs> and loving it. And your birthday party you always put on for the pub where, you know, things are moved as a bit more space. You know, are we going to have that again, do you think? Yeah, it's literally just being about being flexible and working to what we can do. If I think one of the big things is if we do get a metre gap between people then that's going to be significantly different rather than and, and two meters yeah. well, we can, I mean apart from anything else you can sit around a table at, at, at a meter you just can't at two meters can you no. you need a dining table to achieve that sporting events is probably when we're the busiest uh, and when you think about how many people are quite tightly packed, packed in. in for that then obviously we wouldn't be able to do anything like that and that we, we, we make a significant amount of money on those days as well so that will affect us did you show the world cup last world cup in here yes so say when england in the semi-final against croatia how many did you have in here we're at capacity so 200 yeah 200 yeah. in all crammed in drinking jumping around yeah, yeah. hugging each other <laughs> I mean, and have you got any idea let's say it does get reduced to a meter 
How many people can you fit in the pub at that? Oh, that's just. I mean, how do you how do you work it? Do you give everyone a square? Allowed to allowed to stand in dots on the floor. Yeah. yeah I mean, you'd you'd have to just get thin people in too, because you'd get an extra few in, couldn't they? Because they'd take up less space. I'm gone. You're all right. You must be down to a quarter of your capacity at that sort of distancing, surely. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd definitely half at least. I don't know, the and that's just be able to get in, but then I still don't know how you'd be able to control it at the same time you know? I can't see how you can control it either I mean what are you going to do go out and say you're too close to him you're too close to him you've yeah, got to yeah. move away that's very difficult unless it's you can only sit down that's the only way I can see that working but then you're rubbish for dating as well (laughs) (laughs) and i'm glad i'm off the scene (laughs) a lot of girls have been keeping a two meter distance from me for years (laughs) one of my favorite things in a pub is to keep an eye on a date and see how it's going (laughs) it's even better when you're at the bar because you can can keep asking how is it going (laughs) the other thing i was reading funny enough in the paper this morning that there was an article saying about trying to get the economy going and one of the things for pubs were to try and speak to local councils to give more use of outside space and allow more use of outside space. So, you know, and pavements that before they said you couldn't have. You were, Could you envisage maybe where you get the pavements out here? I Can know we pedestrianise Avoca Road and just turn it into your beer garden? That's, that's ultimately the aim, I mean, right? there's a lot of big drinkers on Avoca Road too, so actually, I think, Ned, of all the roads I know, I, I, th- I know about five or six people on there, I reckon you've got a good shout of Avoca. But it could be that they give you more space outside, I don't know. It, it depends on what... We, I wouldn't... Because we've we've kind of been allowing that anyway. Yeah. We have got the benches out there, and the and obviously there's a couple of place bits and shelves you can put your pints onto. But you're still going to have to let people buy. <laughs> you know, yeah. pay payments are for for pedestrians at the end of the day, really, aren't yeah, they? So. so you're going to have an issue. Maybe just a tunnel across to the common then. Uh, just an easy route of access. Well, I mean, maybe this is what I think. If I was once of council, this is what they should allow. They should give you a little pub garden. The first bit of the common should be sectioned off for the rose and crown and taken over there. That seems to be the perfect solution. Sounds good to me. That becomes yours. <laughs> you, you get it. I think the people of Tooting and Ballon would agree. They'd vote for it. That's a vote winner. I know Rosanna, the MP. I'll ask her. Let's get her to open it. The Rose and Crown Garden over there. We can all have a drink. Big screen up. It sounds wonderful. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> So what is your general mood now? You've been open for a couple of days, you've made reconnected with some of the regulars and it's open of sorts. On the horizon you can see things getting better. Is this the best you've felt for months? It's positive, isn't it? It's, it's really exciting to... I mean, a bit cautious about it, obviously, with the R8 seeming to be going up in parts of the country. I don't know yeah. how that's going to affect things. Um, hopefully it won't change the plan. But obviously, yeah, it's, it's, it's very cautious at the minute, but it's still exciting uh, to see people. Trying to create a little bit of a festival feel to it all as well, because, you know, you're drinking out of plastic cups and things like that, <laughs> so <may> as well. <laughs> and uh, have you had much demand for non-alcoholic? <laughs> Zero! <laughs> one. We have had one. Have you? <laughs> I have had one, yeah. See, do you, I would say, I'd turn them away. I'd say, I'm, you've queued up to get some non-alcoholic beer. Have a water, go home and let the bloke behind you want the beers in. <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting one. I bet it's killed pub sales of non-alcoholic drinks. It's funny, because it's gone up in the supermarkets. I'm actually finding bare shelves a lot of the time when I'm going for non-alcoholic in the supermarkets but I guess I wouldn't be as drawn 
I, I haven't yet discovered the difference between a, a can of non-alcoholic and a draft. Not in the same way that you just refuse to drink Amstel out of a can. Because it doesn't taste the same. So, <laughs> so that's the issue. So when it's poured from the bar, the pint is thousand times better than from the can. Now the widgets, they don't work. A pint <laughs> poured from the bar is just immeasurably better. Why is that? <laughs> Why is that? It's the big question. It's the big question. Uh, I mean, they, they come from exactly the same place, both the cans and, and, the, and the kegs we've got downstairs. We just, uh, it's temperature, it's the amount of gas, and it, I think a lot of it's up in your head as well. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was saying. That's <laughs> official. It's not. I'm telling you, it's, it's, a, it's fizzier, it's nicer, it's cleaner. I agree. And it, the glassware as well, I think, helps as well, because obviously you've got the, the head keeper and glasses, so... So I, uh, so the other, we, me and my friend went out. We went to the wheat sheaf for selling it. So I went and got my two buckets of piss, walked up to uh, the, the Hope, which is shut, but had its, it, it's now stopped its garden. And it was a Tuesday night. We were the only two there. He bought two proper glasses. We sat on the pub table outside. There was only us there. Poured it into a proper beer glass. Nice. It felt almost <laughs> normal because we were sat outside. You know, the pub shut, so it was fine. Uh, and that felt normal. That that felt as normal as I've been. There is something, isn't it? That at the moment, it's the drinking and the seeing friends and the being in a pub. Those are the things that are making this all feel normal again. What it's proved to me, and this is probably great for your business, is, is as I said before, you can't recreate the pub. You can try. You can go and meet friends in a garden and sit there and buy the beer from the pub, which helps. But there is something about the meeting of different people, uh, strangers, different things going on. The atmosphere in a pub changes at different times. That is a social melting pot that I don't think anywhere exists anywhere else. And you can't recreate it. And it's a joyous, magnificent thing that they've cruelly ripped away from us with this horrible <laughs> virus. And, and I think people will appreciate pubs more. I think they'll realise, something we've taken for granted, just how good it is. And I've said this a hundred times before, and this is why I take my hats off to you. Pubs don't shut down because there's not a demand for it. I generally think... Some people run bad pubs. Running a pub, the bar staff all the way down, is a massive art. It's a bigger art as running a Michelin-style restaurant, getting it right, getting everything right. You're dealing with different people. And once you get it right, it's a thing of beauty. This place is a thing of beauty, and it's been taken away from us. I can't wait to get back here. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking of which, it's only actually about 10 minutes until you need to go and open the front door and let some people That's through right, two yeah. at a time. <laughs> so can I put an order in? <laughs> of course you can. I've got my dad coming up for a barbecue <laughs> and I promised him I'd get him a bitter on tap. When I asked earlier what you had, it was nothing to do with a podcast. I just wanted to know what I could buy. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, thanks for chatting to us again. I hope the next time we sit around the table, it's with 200 other people around us uh, on, a, on a night back inside. And I promise on your hat-trick appearance on the podcast... <laughs> we will get you something. There, 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 there'll be a gift. Um, We're also the number eight biggest podcast in Uruguay, so people in Uruguay are going to be loving this. <laughs> Hello, Uruguay. <laughs> you just let us know if you get many Uruguayans in, in the next couple they'll of be, weeks. Be, <laughs> when they come out, this will be the first place they come to. Right, before we go, there's one other thing I have to do, and that's replug the survey, which is still online, wetanddrypodcast.com. Go and take the drinking survey. Let us know how this lockdown has changed your habits as well as a few other questions about what you do if you've got a friend who you think drinks too much uh, some of the things you heard us talk about in the last podcast thank you to everybody who's already filled it in we have been getting those responses from switzerland that pleased me greatly big in switzerland too <laughs> and we also went into the danish chart so they're liking it now too <laughs> so yeah take the survey and we'll talk about that on the next podcast chris thank you very much chris thank us. you so cheers, much guys. for letting us come in <laughs> cheers